It's another In Wheel Time podcast, a 30-minute mini version of our live Saturday broadcast from InWheelTime.com. Is your business or company looking to stand out in a crowded advertising market? Looking to reach the real auto enthusiast? You found it. You're listening or watching In Wheel Time, and so are your fellow enthusiasts. The In Wheel Time Car Show now reaches half a million, and we can put together a marketing plan that will engage them in your product, business, or service. To get the tires rolling, just shoot us an email to our marketing director, Jeff Zekin. His address is jeff at nwheeltime.com. Howdy and welcome to the award-winning car talk show, In Wheel Time, your weekly go-to all-things automotive place, along with Mike out of this world, Mars down there, King Conrad here in his very lovely maroon shirt. Oklahoma, OU Sooners, Boomer Sooner, you're driving that... Uh that UT-colored car out there. Well, I know that'll be in a review here shortly. Roll Tide. Tide is an orange. Just saying. Roll Tide. <laughs> uh, I'm Don Armstrong. Glad you could join us today on our newly expanded show. By the way, in case you didn't know, we're now starting about 30 minutes earlier at 9.30. So get up earlier and watch us. It's Saturday morning. Who gets up extra early on Saturday morning? We do, so we can deliver this high-quality, entertaining car talk show to our, our followers. Entertaining and informative. And informative. And award-winning. And award-winning. And effervescent. Okay, can you spell that? No. Uh, E-F-F-E-R. <laughs> it doesn't make any difference. Um, so, at any rate. So, we're good to go? Okay, very good. Well, joining us now is Mr. Jack Beckman. Uh, oh. U.S. Well, maybe not. I'm sorry? Yeah, he's, he's right there. There he is. Jack, are, are, you, are you with us? Can you hear us? Can you see us? Can you feel it, brother? Apparently not. Apparently not. Well, it was a great intro. <laughs> but uh, so we'll, we're going to get the, we're going to get him all squared away. He is he's he's almost ready. We had to change kind of formats. We go from Zoom, which is not our friend, really, to something else to Google. Google. Yeah. Now so, we're back to Zoom. Now yeah. we're back to Zoom? Okay. Well, the good thing is today we have had four U.S. Nationals champions on the show. Between the Emmons brothers in Superstock and, and Stock Eliminator, Erica was on the show because she was over in Facebook and yes. she was watching us with the Emmons brothers. Right. And then Jack follows up with uh, the funny car. U.S. National. And Jack was supposed to be with us a couple of weeks ago, and we had all sorts of problems with Zoom, and it was an internal thing, and we got, we hopefully have got that fixed. Um, but it's always a connection problem and a timing problem. So we're going to try. But in the meantime, and in between time, Maserati is challenging Ferrari and Lamborghini in the supercar class with the 621 horsepower MC20, which it says offers a better power to weight ratio than its Italian rivals. The MC20's three-liter V6 turbocharged gasoline engine built by Maserati also produces 538 pound-feet of torque. Production of the coupe version of the MC20, Maserati's most powerful series model to date, is scheduled to start at the end of this year. You know, you don't really hear too much about Maserati, but I guess they're back. Well, they've been around for quite a while. Well, I know they have, but you just don't hear too much about them. You know, Ferrari takes all the all the headlines. Lamborghini takes all the headlines. Here comes Maserati. Mm -hmm. MC20 will start at a mere uh, pocket change, $230,000, and is expected <laughs> to compete against the Ferrari F8 Tributo. Tributo. 
Whatever. And the Lamborghini Huracan. Mm-hmm. High cotton there. So did you see uh, GMC has released the logo for the Hummer EV? Did you, uh, did you see it? It's no. kind of like this shield thing, and then it has a crab in the middle of it. That's perfect. I have, Get the crabs. I have no idea why the crab, and I've got a connection to the uh, the, the crabs. The, no, to the Hummer team, and I'm, I, he's trying to feed me information, but he's not going to. Um, but I think this orange crab that's in this pentagonal body of the logo is going to have something to do with the Hummer, the, the electric Hummer's ability to drive in crab mode. So you're going to be able to turn both wheels. All four wheels, one direction. Series, and you're going to put that in the logo. The crab. Because it can crab. Well, either that or they're trying to ride on the, uh, on the wave of uh, uh, deadliest catch and how, how much people like that when the Dude, crab that, fishermen Danny, up. And that is just way too big of a stretch. <laughs> a crab is going to be the logo. It's it's in the logo. You know, uh, I just I, Nissan's getting pretty close to releasing the new 400Z, uh, and it's also going to have a twin turbo V6 in it, and there's going to be some design elements of it all the way back to the 240Z. So that that might be pretty cool. But we don't have a picture of it yet. Well, they've released the shadow pictures yeah, of I, it. I, yeah. That you know that kind of ticks me off. Uh, and since we're now going a little bit more international. Uh, the CAW, the Canadian Auto Workers Union, oh, have, yeah, I saw that. have targeted Ford as their strike uh, target. So that, that won't go over well. Let's tick everybody off. <laughs> yeah. Did you watch uh, any of the NHRA? Uh, no, but I did uh, try to watch uh, the uh, the football game between the Houston Texans and the... Uh, I, I didn't and watch I, any And I, I, I turned that off about, uh, I don't know, a minute or two into it, so... Well, you know, when uh, last week when we had the guy on with the Mach-E, he talked about the Cobra Jet Mustang with the electric engine that they were running uh, exhibition races at NHRA, at the U.S. Nationals. Well, I guess the guy in the 1,500-horsepower electric Mustang Cobra Jet uh, went 827 in a quarter mile. <laughs> Quietly. I was just going to say, <laughs> what that sound like? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine going 827 in an all-electric? Well, you could hear the stickiness of the track on the tires as it went by because you didn't have any engine sounds. Th that's pretty That's pretty bad. Bad double-A. Yeah. Um, E-commerce. Delivery fleet operators face a regulatory pressure in California and other states to buy electric vehicles, but a surge in package deliveries, thanks to coronavirus lockdowns, has major firms itching to switch to electric right now. Fleet operators such as United Parcel uh, are really dying for computers on wheels that can harvest data and upgrade safety or, or autonomous features overnight to save money and boost profit. Of course, it's all, always about profit. Yeah. With its ability to send wireless upgrades and fixes to customers' electric cars, Tesla is seen as a bellwether for electrification. Major companies like UPS want to harness that power to bring cost-saving, autonomous, or safety measures to their fleets in real time. If, for instance, a manufacturer developed a feature to prevent a truck from bumping into a loading dock, UPS could have it in tens of thousands of vehicles overnight to prevent expensive dents. Oh, yeah. You look at even just the production cars you can buy today with the automatic, uh, the self 
parallel parking and the self-backwards parking that they do, um, now they can integrate that into delivery vehicles as well. Is there a reason that camera's on me? Because you're just such a cute guy. I, I'm, I'm getting a little nerved up. No, I ain't talking. Uh, well, UPS has ordered 10,000 vans from uh, Great Britain. Uh, and a startup company over there called Arrival Limited, the majority of the U.S. market is which they are meant for, in which UPS also owns a majority stake in this company. Arrival is working on self-driving technology, which is one reason why UPS is supporting the company. The company has also reserved 125 Tesla's long-awaited semi-big rigs, 50 electric trucks from Workhorse Group Incorporated, with an option for 950 more. Wow. And is testing electric trucks uh, with California startup. I guess it's XOS or Exos. It's, well, you tell me. It's that word right there. A big X, little O, little S. Exos works for me. Or XOS. Oh, XOS, Zeos. No, that's. Uh, I don't know. But anyway, so the whole thing is, is that everybody's just chomping at the bit to do this electric thing. And my take is, what are you going to do with infrastructure? Because it's going to have to be a big part of it. Well, yeah. So you're out making deliveries in your Amazon or UPS van, and you've, you've worked uh, already six hours without getting a recharge. Now, yeah, now what? But with the computer technology that's in it, they're going to be able to program in its route to know when it needs to be back to get recharged. I know, recharge. but where are you going to have to? Where are you going to take it to it's get it have recharged? To re well, that's the are issue. Are they going to have recharge stations out in the field? But then again, how long does it take to recharge? I don't know. But you know, if they hook that thing up to a 440 to recharge it, they're going to be able to blow a charge in it pretty quick. But I'll tell you what, I know for a fact that I. I'm not a big fan of 110-volt charging like I've got here at the house for an electric vehicle because it takes days to recharge it. To recharge it. Days at that rate. So did you hear that uh, Dodge uh, has taken a lot of input from the police advisory board and direct officer feedback, and they are releasing the 2021 Dodge Charger and Durango pursuit delivery uh, vehicles. Um, so they're coming back. You know, years ago, Dodge was dominant in the police car industry, um, and then they kind of faded off, and they've come back, and the Charger is a pretty dominant piece. And, and you know, when you look at all of these videos of uh, uh, what's going on around the country right now, there's a lot of Ford uh, uh, Explorers or Interceptors, I think is what they call them, that are, that are out in the police packages right now. Well, Dodge wants a piece of it with the uh, Durango, the 2021 Durango, and they're doing a lot of build-ups in the vehicles to make them uh, more of a pursuit vehicle for the police. Police. I don't know what Mars is doing down there. He's trying but, to get But, uh, but uh, you know, we're supposed to have Fast Jack Beckman on. Apparently that's not going to happen. So we're well, going to continue with more of the In Wheel Time Car Show after this. When might you be buzzed? When you suddenly love everything. You guys, I love this song. I love these nachos. I love our kickball league. Oh, I love this guy. What's your name? You know what I love? A ride when it's time to head out. If you see a buzzed warning sign, call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. I love your car. Is this real leather? A social distancing tip. Putting distance between yourself and others is critical to slowing the spread of coronavirus. So here are ways to stay in contact without the physical contact part. 
Call, send a text, set up a video conference, post on social media, dedicate a song on the radio. If you have symptoms of fever, dry cough, and shortness of breath, call your health care provider before going to their office. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part, because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Hey, it's the In Wheel Time Car Show. Thanks so much for joining us on this Saturday. We've got about 20 minutes of... Uh, of the live show to go and if you happen to be joining us on a podcast thank you very much we really appreciate that and uh, like for you to tell your friends that uh, we got podcasts five days a week now and if you want go ahead and subscribe to our youtube channel as well we'll be happy to uh give you some notifications as our as our youtube videos go up yeah so anyway i thought that we would talk about something that is dear to my heart yeah you actually took the cover off of yours I did. Well, I'm going to wash it because tonight is uh, another race night. Mm -hmm. Are uh, you pacing again? Be, yes, I am at uh, Houston Motorsports Park. It's the Texas Truck Challenge, $10,000 to the winner. They, these are the pro trucks mm -hmm. that are out there because, uh, you know, it is the NASCAR Advanced Auto Parts Weekly Series. And uh, we're, we're coming down to the end of the season for that. And uh, it's going to be a great event tonight. I think it's going to be awesome. So the gates open at 5 and racing starts at 6 o'clock. And, yes, I'm going to do uh, winter interviews and also do the pace card tonight. So it ought to be a lot of fun. Winner, uh, winner, $10,000 dinner. Uh-huh, chicken dinner for Don. <laughs> Actually, last week I had a corn dog out there. And I have to tell you, I haven't had a corn dog in years. It was yummy with lots of mustard well, on it. Tonight is dollar beers. Gotta have mustard. Dollar yeah. beers, dollar dogs. Yeah. So at any rate. Um, C8 Corvette Z06 Yowzer. was going to be packing a twin turbo 5.5 liter dual overhead cam flat plane crank V8. Well, that was reported. Now, Motor Trend has corrected itself. After receiving some new information from a source at GM, that source says that the C8 Corvette Z06 will not come with forced induction of any sort, but rather a naturally aspirated version of the forthcoming 5.5-liter LT6 V8. New engine will also reportedly rev to 9,000 RPM. And we already know that sounds amazing. Output is estimated to be about 625 horsepower Ouch. and roughly 485 pound-feet of torque, both of which are less than the C7Z06 supercharged power plant. But the new mill is a different animal altogether. In fact, the current most powerful north uh, non-applicable V8 NA. Naturally NA. aspirated. Oh, a naturally aspirated. I thought NA. And naturally aspirated V8 is the Mustang Shelby GT350s. 5.2-liter Voodoo engine, also a flat, pla flat plane crank design. It's 526 horsepower. <laughs> and it sounds awesome. It if does. you haven't heard one, it's, it's a beast. So anyway, we're looking forward to that. Uh, and um, apparently, uh, everybody's going to have to wait for the ZR1 and perhaps the rumored Zora Corvette, which will reportedly couple that mill with at least one electric motor and and i think that's where you're going to see the corvette <laughs> possibly touch the thousand horsepower range with the uh, when, added electric motor yeah you know and i would say they'll probably add a three or four hundred horsepower motor to it on top of a 600 horsepower 
gas engine, now all of a sudden we're pushing 1,000 horsepower. Now, oh. How are you going to make that hook up? Carefully. Well, you won't. You traction won't management. You know, it's easy say, enough to put traction management. Yeah, you won't management have to jack with that because uh, the computer will do it for you. Right. Just nail it to the floor and watch it go. Well, you know, think oh, about the that's launch. That's a lot of fun. Think about the launch management systems they all have on the performance cars. All have on them now. Yeah. You just put it in launch control, you know, and uh, and whack the throttle. It'll boost the RPMs up on the. Uh, on yeah. the engine. And then if you want if you want to do, uh, you know, um, drifting and burnouts and stuff like turn that, off. turn it off. Now, is that something you've learned to do in these press fleet vehicles you're getting? No, I have not. That's that's Mars' thing. He yeah, does, he I, does I, that. I did he that burns the time. hides off of them. I was up at, uh, at, at an event and... Uh, mm -hmm. Here we go. And it was on... Like a, a little course out in a parking lot, uh -huh. and uh, <clears throat> and they wanted you to drift. No, I turned the traction control off for some silly reason and drift and drifted. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, when I was working for General Motors, uh, they and, weren't happy, and uh, you know had all that time with the Corvette folks. Man, I would always tell people, if you're not an experienced driver, don't touch the button. Oh no, don't you touch that, it. that little button in the middle of the console which turns traction management off. If you don't know what you're doing with that high horsepower vehicle, and even at the 2001 level, you really don't want to uh, uh, touch the button and lose your traction management system. No. Um, I, I have to tell you that I learned the hard way. I didn't wreck the car, but it got real light on the rear end mm -hmm. without that traction control on. And I am not... Uh, an experienced person to get all of that, all of that, uh, all of that working the right way, and so I, I no, I don't turn traction control off anymore. Yeah, um, it, unless you've got, unless you've got something really, really good um, in, in your in your capability. Yeah. You a do. lot of experience turning the car sideways, smoking the tires. It's not something you should do. Go no. ahead and let the brains of the car do what the brains of the car can do. But even at that, um, you can still lose control of a car. You can. You know, even with all of the brains hooked up, you can still do something stupid enough to wreck the car. That's the problem. And you know who would be the first one to do it? <laughs> Me. <laughs> well, uh, um, uh very close friend of mine, Skeeter Lothringer, and I know you've, you've heard me talk about Skeeter. Uh -huh. um, and you, probably, you may have met him through the years. Uh, Skeeter had a Corvette at one time and turned the traction control off of it, and it, it didn't end well. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it ended. It ended. But, but it not, wasn't well. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, if you've got something ugly or nice to say uh, that you'd like everybody to hear, or maybe not everybody, just us, uh, the complaint department's open. Uh, info at nwheeltime.com. We're going to do a little splash and go, and we're going to be right back with Conrad's car clinic or no. auto history. This, this week in auto you know, history. I have really just screwed the pooch on all of this stuff here. I, I'm sorry. I, I was. It's called ADD, and uh, clearly when did I did this. Did you quit taking your Prevagen? No. Okay. I can still remember the fact that I screwed this all up. <laughs> I just remembered it two if, seconds ago. And if not, you can watch it on the podcast. So. Thank you so much. Um, so anyway, This Week in Auto History, next.
GTG, BRB, OMW, be there in a few. You may think that these kinds of texts are fine because of their length, and you can easily send them at a stoplight. But no, answering one text can take your attention away from the road for five seconds. And traveling at 55 miles an hour, that's enough time to travel the length of a football field. Make good decisions. Don't text and drive. Visit stoptextstoprex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Project Yellow Light noise and the ad council advance auto parts in carquest present the inaugural texas truck challenge with ten thousand dollars to the winner this saturday night at houston motorsports park gates open at five and the first 300 fans get a free souvenir cap the commemorative air force flyover and racing go at six wear your mask we've got social distancing and sanitizer enjoy dollar hot dogs and dollar beer advance tickets online at nascarhouston.com this saturday night gates at five racing at six houston motorsports park for the inaugural ten thousand dollar texas Truck Challenge. Texas Truck Works is your go-to truck customizer. From mild-to-wild lift kits, custom wheels and steering and handling enhancements to the best personal and commercial wraps, Texas Truck Works delivers. Let Texas Truck Works founder Scott Stevens help you get the most out of your truck or Jeep. Texas Truck Works has decades of customizing experience, including power adders and complete engine swaps. Let the Texas Truck Works team design an upgrade plan that fits your budget. Get truck attitude today at TexasTruckWorks.com. You know, I have in my program notes here that Conrad's supposed to do something here. In, uh, and I ain't dancing, that's for sure. <laughs> Believe me, they don't, you, we don't want to see me dance. I do. No, I, yeah. that, one of those kind of things. Yeah, here, let me turn the music up for you. What is it? Doing the dab? How about the swim? You know how to do the swim? Yeah. yeah. It's a little old. The dab's a little newer. I, I want to see the your... The floss is a little newer. I, I kind of want to see your version of the jerk. <laughs> you point to Don. <laughs> Anyhow, if you want to hear a little bit about no, it... We're not gonna, no, we're not going to stop there. This... <laughs> <laughs> We're going. We, you're just trying to get out of it, and we, we don't want you to get out of it. This week in automotive history. Oh, okay. In 1897, the first DUI arrest happened, oh, and it, no, no, it was it was in a powered vehicle, and it was a ca- a 25 year old cab driver was arrested for DUI. History. Where was that? England. L. I had a couple of pints. That's all. That's right. In 1922, the Swallow Sidecar Company, (laughs) owned by William Lyons, started what car company? Swallow. Would that be a bird? No, it's actually Jaguar. So the Swallow Sidecar Company, which was owned by William William Lyons. No, no, no. But yeah, yes, it would swallow, be a bird. Yes, a swallow, yes, it would I be just bird. wanted to clarify that. First so in 1922 is when they founded Jaguar. <laughs> He's in 1954, yeah, I know. <laughs> in 1954, the first Ford Thunderbird was produced. In 1960, Ford produced its 40 millionth vehicle, and that was a. Excuse me. In 1954, Ford produced its 40 millionth vehicle, and that was a 1954 Mercury convertible. A Merc. Mm-hmm. In 1960, Mickey Thompson broke the 400-mile-an-hour speed barrier at Bonneville. In 1963, 
the first production Wankel rotary engine was was made, and it was made by NSU, and it was something called the Wankel Spider. <laughs> of course, it was. <laughs> In 1966, Chevrolet introduced the Camaro. Yes, they it, did. Um, and and it was a smash. It was a smash. In 1970, was the production of the first Chevy or the first sale of Chevy Vega. Also in 1970, was the release of the Chevy Pinto. Within a day of each other. Let's go. Let's go back to the Vega. Uh, I uh, there was a forum that I'm on, and somebody was talking about the Vega. Mm -hmm. I actually owned two Vegas. Did you? I did. I owned a 72, and I owned a 74. And then in 75, I think it was on the same chassis, Monza. they built the Monza it, it with a V8 same. motor on it, and I bought that. It was the same chassis. Yeah. You couldn't change the park spark plugs in it. You had to go through this whole rigmarole. Not that I ever did. But, uh, yes, so there was those three cars, and then... Shortly thereafter, I ordered from the factory the 77 Corvette. Well, you and my sister have something in common, because my sister actually had a 71 Vega, and it was that mustard yellow color thing. Oh, it was horrible looking. And then in 74, she got a Vega GT. She moved upscale, and it was burgundy with white stripes. Actually, it looked pretty good, yeah. except the 74 one. I helped tow it to the Chevy dealership because it broke down with my 65 Chevelle three-speed on the column with the rusted-out floorboards, <laughs> and I'm dragging her brand-new <laughs> Vega to the Chevy dealership. What, did the engine lock up because it uh, blew a head no, gasket she had, and all no, that? No, she, no. Had, she had some other thing. In 1966 this week, Ralph Nader released Unsafe at Any Speed. That was the end of the Corvair. In 1974, Evil Knievel attempted to jump the Snake River Canyon. How'd that work out? It was a parachute uh -huh. saved his life. Yeah. In 1976 was when uh, Nicky Lauda had that horrific Formula One crash and fire that uh, maimed him for life. Uh, but he did come back and, uh, you know, he was very big part of the current Mercedes Formula One team and just recently passed away. In uh, 79, Chrysler and Lee Iacocca petitioned the U.S. government for a $1.5 billion bailout. Think about how much we thought that was back then, and now $1.5 billion's chump change. Yeah. You know, it, it really does We're talking about trillions right. now. In 1987, Ford acquired Aston Martin for a very short period of time. And then in 1988, Fiat acquired 90% of Ferrari. Hey, Tony! <laughs> And then in 1991, uh, the final interstate connection from sea to Shining Sea was completed, and that was I-90 going from Seattle. What year was that? 1991, which surprised I me as well. I didn't realize that. It was finally the, the segments Kind of like our Gulf Freeway. It, well, yeah, but the, the final segments of the... Uh, of I-90 were completed, so you could drive on I-90 all the way from Boston to Seattle. I wanted to remind everybody that uh, big race tonight, uh, the pro trucks are going to be racing for $10,000 to win out at Houston Motorsports Park, and um, it, it, it's going to be quite an event. There's uh, actual 
hand sanitizers, masks, uh, social distancing, dollar hot dogs, dollar beers. It's going to be a good time to be had by all. We are going to wrap up right after this. A crying baby is impossible to ignore, but a quiet baby can be easy to forget. Every year, dozens of children lose their lives because otherwise attentive adults forgot they were in the back seat. It only takes a moment for a car to heat up to dangerous levels, even on cooler days. So get in the habit of always looking in the back seat and use reminders to ensure baby is always with you. Where's baby? Look before you lock. Paid for by NHTSA. A social distancing tip. Putting distance between yourself and others is critical to slowing the spread of coronavirus. So here are ways to stay in contact without the physical contact part. Call, send a text, set up a video conference, post on social media, dedicate a song on the radio. If you have symptoms of fever, dry cough, and shortness of breath, call your health care provider before going to their office. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part, because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Well, that's it for this episode of In Wheel Time, the car show. Hey, when you're on Facebook, please give us a like and tell your friends about us. You'll get Conrad's unicorn hunting features along with all things automotive all week long. The In Wheel Time car show streams on Facebook, YouTube, and on InWheelTime.com. Podcasts are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, iHeart Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict, among others. Special thanks to all of our guests today. The in-wheel time chief engineer is the fabulous David Ainsley. Our video and marketing mother is Jeffrey Zekin. <laughs> this week's in-wheel time car show is produced and directed by Milton Burrow. For booking agent and podcast man, Mike out of this world, Mars, and his royalty king, Conrad DeLong, I'm Don Armstrong saying so long for now, and we hope that you'll join us live on our newly expanded show next in every Saturday, 9.30 a.m. to noon, right here on the Smoke and Mirrors Network. And we thank you for being a part of the In Wheel Time family. Enjoy your weekend. Mask up, wash those nasty hands, and stay sanitary. We'll see you at Houston Motorsports Park tonight for the Texas Truck Challenge. Thanks again. Good luck. Have a good weekend. We'll see you next week. Hey, thanks for checking us out. Don Armstrong saying be sure and join us live every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 noon Central Time on YouTube, Facebook, and InWheelTime.com. Our podcasts are also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, iHeart Podcast, TuneIn, Google Podcast, and Podcast Addict. We'll see you next time.